So yeah, so Koichi manages to call Josuke, and Josuke gets to be a phone detective for a second, which is, is hilarious. He is not the detective that Jotaro is. It's really cute, Josuke and Okuyasu, like trying to figure it out. Hello, Koichi, what? is that you? Are I, you alive? I hear waves. What? Hello. Well, it could be. And luckily, we live in a tiny town where there's only one place with both waves and phone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. We're a coastal town. How many waves could there really be? Uh, thank God they're good guessers. At um, least, I mean, you know, to, be, to give them credit, they're like, it must be a relatively isolated area of town where you can hear waves. So, you know, they were like, it must be where all the rich people live. Yeah, it's fair. And when they do figure it out, it isn't like for subtle reasons. It's because there's a house wrapped in hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I think it's that one. Yeah, it's like, that's yeah, probably. True. Yeah, there looks, as I said to Courtney, it seems like there's a bizarre adventure happening in that house, so we should probably go check it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Courtney Stanton. I'm Elizabeth Simmons. And I'm Darius Kazami. And today we're here to talk to you about uh, healthy bathroom habits. No. <laughs> All right, today we're here Quiz. to talk to you about. Stand embryos. Quiz. Whose kink is Koichi peeing his pants? Yukaku. Yukaku. <laughs> Since she's the one who orchestrates it. Yes. She says, I felt true bliss while I was washing your pants. Right. Well, because Koichi has to pee himself because he doesn't know when Columbus invaded the Americas, which, yeah. which good for him. Yeah. Frankly, right? good for Koichi. We don't really need to learn that shit. Yeah. Columbus is not that important. However, it is important when there's a lock on the bathroom door. Yes. Um... <laughs> It's fucking funny. I don't know. It like, is funny. I mean, the thing the, is, that, I like, like, look on his face when they he lean, pees himself. They lean so hard into like the embarrassment, Kink. like humiliation stuff. It's so horny yeah and like it's so not my king i mean this is and the show that so uncomfortable I mean, I mean, lest we forget we got to see people pee so joe <laughs> we got to see people pee into someone else's mouth you right know, and like, like koichi at no got point to <laughs> we got to at no at no point is koichi forced to lick a toilet so really this is all a step up you know that's true yeah but imagine but i bet yukako's toilets are like you could eat off them oh They're yeah probably completely clean yes. I'm like Polnareff would probably give all of Yukako's bathroom situations like full stars yeah the trip advisor rating yeah. from Polnareff leave us be... the kind of review that Polnareff <laughs> would leave for Yukako's toilets <laughs> God. I still love that fanfic that is just Polnareff's journal notes about the various bathrooms that he uses throughout Stardust Look, Crusaders some people get it it's awesome um, and and just for a, a, a manga note here um, the while the peeing happens uh <laughs> In this episode, right before the opening credits, as kind of like a humorous beat, mm -hmm. uh, in the manga, it appears at the end of an issue. So the literal last panel nice. of an issue of this arc is Koichi's face, and then him just going dot, 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 dot. Look, Araki gives readers every chance to stop reading. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Shonen Magazine. <laughs> I can't believe, yeah, no, it's great. First, it, it turns out that Yukako is building an electric chair. Oh, yeah, right. Well, sure. Um, I don't really, it's never really made clear what she intends to do with it besides just murder Koichi. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm a little confused. No, it's <laughs> clearly some electro-stim stuff. Um, Elif, but I, that's too much. Too I don't, much electro -stim. I don't know what your <laughs> midterms were like in your school. but Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> would, it, would it shock you that Yukako was into too much of something? Would it, yeah. what? Would it oh, shock, shock you? Me? Uh, oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah she's that's like too much. Too well, much. you know, I think that she's clearly, in addition to the weird osmosis learning, is very into like behaviorist like psychology. So it's just going to be like a 
a weird, you a know, little zap. Yeah, for every answer you get wrong. She should be careful that Koichi doesn't pee himself while he's on there, though. That could yeah. be a problem. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't see any sponges or anything there. Either, so. <laughs> she could just use her hair. Oh, oh yeah, my God. she'd probably love that. Yeah, yeah, she's it's she weird. Did, she did say like I lovingly washed your pants. Yeah, well, you and it's like if you like, love she someone, felt true bliss. Even yeah. even snot and poop isn't. It yeah, and she's like, I wish you would poop in your pants. Yeah, so that I could wash it. Poor Koichi is like, I did not consent to infantilism. Yeah, he is not. so embarrassed. Yeah, but yeah. his whole embarrassment thing is totally part of it. Oh yeah, all oh, the yeah. blushing and like. Like, well, it's part of it for her. For yeah, sure. he's being a total BL bottom right now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot of non-consensual kink. That's basically... Yeah. Also, speaking of like BL stuff, so th- we were talking earlier... <laughs> speaking of... To me, I think part of the reason why Yukako's whole deal is just kind of funny to me, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, is because if you play Atome games at all, this is basically what like a slightly heightened Atome romance route is like, where it's just like, oh, the like like affable older brother type has like drugged my food and sedated me and now I'm in a cage. You know, like, can, can you explain for our listeners what an, an Otome game oh, is? Otome games are dating games for specifically aimed at like women who want to do little like dating relationships with men. Um, so you're, you're usually playing some sort of dead eyed doll character who has a personality <laughs> And then there's like a variety of shit bags, and then you can like it's, it's like <laughs> so like so like Mystic Messenger is yeah, an Atome game. Mystic Messenger is like the Atome game. It's really yeah. good, um, and that's on your iPhone or Android uh, device. But like, there's also you know there's a lot of PC games. The PlayStation Vita is essentially an Atome game factory. Like that's that's I don't know if they make other kinds of games for that. Yeah, they make JRPGs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, those are the two the two categories. genres you can play yeah. on the Vita. You go on yeah. the PlayStation Store. And it's like boop boop. Sure though. The two genders. Yes. <laughs> and I I like Atome games because it's a way to like safely engage with the patriarchy because all yeah. those dudes are trash. No, it's 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 true though. Courtney's gender is a Tome game and, and my, my gender is JRPG. Same. It's true. My my gender is also JRPG. But like all the shit that Yukako does is totally just like weird crap that like a dating sim guy would do in a good one you know like in a, in a good otome game so i'm just like yeah sure fine bring it whatever i'm just i'm surprised that there's not a literal like the the you know the electric chair is about about par okay <laughs> like, yeah, at some point you know get strapped down and like forcibly have like horrible stuff done to you but to make you better like that's the thing there's always some weird logical reason yeah in hatchful boyfriend i was forced to eat one of my Yes. One of my boyfriends. Yeah. Another boyfriend. Yeah. That's, is it any shock at all if I tell you that that's Amanda's favorite route? <laughs> it's like her favorite dude. <laughs> I, yeah, knew, I, I knew it would be dark as shit once I found out that Amanda liked him. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I know what I'm in for. Yeah. That's like one of the only dating sims I've ever actually played to like, you know, all the art, all the uh, yeah. routes or whatever that and like Dream Daddy. Yeah. Because I don't actually like dating sims. So it's like it has to be like a subversion of a dating sim. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. No, the, you know, I think I probably would feel the same way about JRPGs. I'm like, I can play like right. half a Persona game and then I'm done. Yeah. Same uh, though. Um, <laughs> we have that in common. Persona <laughs> Persona games are just right in the middle of dating sims and JRPGs so that Courtney and I can both only play half, play half of yeah. them. And I'm like, <laughs> it's like, because all I want to do is either like fight I get sick of fighting the things and I just want to make more little demons or I just want to kiss. And you right. Never kiss. I, I only want to do the dungeons. So Yukako goes out for olive oil because she wants to cook him dinner. Or I she really... goes out to like call 
Well, she says, I'm going to go out and get, she's like, I'm going to go out and get olive oil. And Koichi's like, Koichi's like, she's probably ordering it by phone since there's nowhere near here to get that. So there must be a pay phone somewhere. Right. This is like a logical leap then. Sure. I mean, that I guess you could make in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so Koichi manages to get his hands on a payphone. And, do and this, like is, this a... is his first use of his stand, like, against Yukako, is to, like, send his stand out to, like, Because he's, like, use the memorized the sounds of Josuke's phone number. You know, I don't think it's a memorization thing, because he doesn't have to, like, memorize the sound of things that he creates the sound of. Like, I don't think he, like, knows instinctu- instinctively what the physical sound of, like, uh, you know, a, a boing noise is or whatever. I don't know. Boing is so easy. I mean, but still, I think I think he just has to imagine it, mm-hmm. like, as a concept, and then the sound appears. It translates So I him. think he just he's just, like, in his head, he's like, the sound of Josuke's phone number being dialed, and then like the sound appears. Right, and I guess he has heard it before. Yeah. yeah. Also, all he has to do is write it. So really, boop, all he boop, has to do boop, boop. maybe he just wrote Josuke's phone number like on the phone, and then it that. Well, and we then saw it, it. Doesn't it say beep boop boop boop? It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's how phones worked back then. Was uh, little technical aside from me is that it, if you had like a recording of someone making the dial tone numbers and you played it into the receiver of a payphone it or any phone really any like analog phone it would work that's how it works I had no idea about this Yep So yeah so something in Jojo's was accurate <laughs> <laughs> Incredible Yep So yeah so this is where like now that he's like acting up too much Yukako kind of turns on Koichi but like, well, also, and also, she's like, "You have a stand. This means we are even more bound." And she right. actually says, "Bound by the red string of fate." We're so. soulmates because stand users are drawn to each other, right? That's which the concept, which fair, yeah. And so while Yukako's out, Koichi is like, "All right, time to like wire the electric chair to the door and like stack every piece of furniture in this home and give myself the door. a terrible haircut." <laughs> He becomes Time like to cosplay Strohan. Yeah, a little Strohan yeah. robot fanboy. Not good. It's not. not good. It's not good. But he has it from now on, right? Yeah. Well, you know, and uh, and I'm not gonna. I don't want to spoil, but like uh, robot stands are a big thing in this arc. So like Strohan robot, robot stands. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so yeah. So then Koichi starts his second phase of. I guess his other testicle dropped. Like I don't know <laughs> what the fuck. <laughs> But like <laughs> his stand develops. Well, first it first it like just curls up and appears to die. Yeah, it, it like re eggs. Which is fucking itself. hilarious. It's like so nasty. Koichi has the most disgusting stand, <laughs> and then it comes out and it suddenly has chunky thighs, I just really, like puberty. But like, <laughs> but, but, exactly. yeah, yeah. But like, but like Yukako like like looks at the stand and she's like, wait, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Like, what is that stand? Literally, everything, every single time a new person sees Koichi stand, they're like, "What is that?" The, the two questions you ask when you see Koichi: Why are you so small? What is your stand? Yeah, what what are you? Was that deal? Um, but yeah, so it rehatches, and now it's got like samurai armor and, and a, like a, loafers. A, and it, yeah, and it stores. <laughs> we we know that in in, in Koichi's case, uh, sound is stored in the tail. Yeah, it's got a little right. gem tail. But yeah, it grabs its sounds and shoves them back in its body. It's <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> I'm but not it, but gonna however, this yeah. stand this as a stand power is much more interesting and useful. Yes, because it yeah. like it actually does yeah. the sound to anyone. So in my he, opinion, this is peak. 
echoes. Like this it, is the best one. Because yeah, it, it does makes the, sense and you can kind of figure I mean, out what it's, it's, it's useful. If you know the sound effect of a thing, then the thing happens, yeah. right? Yeah. When you like actually touch the words. So it's like Yeah, so he put like a burning sound on the banister and when she touched the banister, she she burned. Right, yeah, which she, is like it's 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 a very high concept stand. It's kind of like a like it feels like a later arc or something. I right. really like it. And then of course yeah. Well, anyway. But yeah. I, I'd, I'd like to see Koichi fight Mike O. So it's like, it's cool. It's interesting. It's like a sort of like a trap laying kind of deal. Yeah. Right. And uh, so, yeah, he fights Yukako and eventually they end out, end up out on like the edge of the cliff where. And Koichi realizes that the cliff is about to fall because Yukako is like jostling it or whatever. Yeah. And like he, he's like checking to see if she's still alive and he hears the earth cracking. Is this after her hair turns white? I think yeah. So. Yeah. She yeah. gets like. Oh, right. When, he, when he does the Dogon, he makes the explosion noise and that like explodes her. Oh, yeah. And he makes the sound away. of him saying, I hate you in her head. <laughs> she, except oh. she like resists it with pure willpower. Yeah. She's yeah. just like, I don't hear anything. Like, what is this? <laughs> it just right, peels it just, right off and her. It says, like, the de- her delusions are too strong. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. She's just a very powerfully minded person. I enjoy that. Her delusions are, in fact, too strong. Yeah. I mean, you know, I know that feel. But yeah, so she ends up getting beaten, and she's real pissed about it, and won't listen to Koichi, and he's like, maybe come over here. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not going to end up well for you. So she falls, and she falls on this jagged point. And you of, think she's going to die. Yeah, but it turns out that Koichi had actually already written like a boing. Boing. And so that's how we get Cape Boingy Boing. Which is fucking hilarious. Because <laughs> two randos see it happen from a boat, and they're just like, Huh. Yeah, and then, and then we get another Morio tourism freeze frame where it's like, Cape Boingy Boing, you can ask any sailor, you know, to, any bo- any fisherman to take you out to Cape Boingy Boing and they will take you. I really like that Yukako's like, well, I was trying to defeat you. You were already thinking of how to save me. And that's what, like, converts her from this weird possessive obsession to just, it seems like being unambiguously... Um, just unconditionally loving towards Koichi where she's just like, okay. Well, it's like now it's no longer infatuation. Now she actually is like, I know you and am in love with you, which is just absolutely horrible, but it's fine. (laughs) I mean, I love you, Hako. Look, I I love her. I think if she hadn't been so romantically into him in the first place, it would be another like manservant situation where it's just, (laughs) You know, she, but she's now just like devoted to him in this sort of like unidirectional way where it's like she doesn't right. seem to want anything back from him. She's just into him. And, and Josuke and Okuyasu show up and they're like, <laughs> We're here now. We're here to save you. <laughs> oh, you're saved. Okay, let's leave. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, they brought the taxi that will then let them get back home. Like, that's so that's cute. All they did. Yeah, they're great. And yeah, and so Yukako technically is not really beaten so much as converted. And you can uh, tell from her hair. Yeah. And then. Koichi aces his next English test, so really it was all worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and at the end he's like, uh, was it worth it though? Yeah, and it's true, it was. it was. She, I mean, she had a goal <laughs> and she achieved that goal. And I honestly, I think that's heroic, not villainous. <laughs> <laughs> Yukako did nothing wrong. Don't fight me. Um, New stickers. Yeah. No, she's, Yukako was right. This is part of why it's so funny to me is because like she puts him through all this like horrible (laughs) shit and he benefits from it in the end. And so it's like, well, 
I don't know how I feel about this. Well, he benefits in one way. <laughs> he does not seem to have any sort of psychological damage as an outcome. I mean, he, I mean, she also doms him into leveling up his stand. Uh-huh. Yeah, but he did have to pee his pants. That so is a negative. That's just part of the trade-off. Sometimes you got to pee your pants <sighs> in order to grow a stand. You got to break some stand I mean, eggs. I mean, look, the first time to he... To make a stand omelet. The first time he grew a stand was because he got murdered. Yeah. The second <laughs> time he grew a stand was because his, like... Family was in danger, and the third time he grew a stand was because he peed his pants. Yeah, it's really, it's honestly getting like less and less dire for him to grow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, The next time he's gonna like get a hangnail. Yeah, (laughs) I'm more powerful. Uh, the only, (laughs) honestly, the only negative outcome of this entire arc is that Koichi's haircut is bad now. It's true. That's it. That's my nuclear hot take. He got, (laughs) he got, uh, he got a girlfriend and a bad haircut. Yeah. He's in that stage of high school. Yeah, well, you know, very real. Yeah, I do. He's fourteen. I do want to point he's out 15, that fifteen because they're yeah, he's 10, 15. Oh, that's right, that's right. When Freshman high school, Japan. But this is another case of someone fighting Koichi and then coming away like just like d- d- devoted yeah. to him because he is a shonen protagonist. Yeah. Yep. And he's in JoJo's, and so you know that's what happens. So yeah, that's it. That's that's the end of Yukako being a bad girl, and she's pure and innocent and good. Forever now, sure, and we never see her again. We didn't. Uh. We we didn't mention that her her stand is called Love Deluxe, right? Well, she never she never names she never names it, but that's what it's called, and very fitting. And I don't know. She's hot. She's crazy. I'm into her. Yeah. I like yeah. her. And again, like she doesn't harm anybody. So um, I, do I, I do want to say in both of these episodes, there are a lot of really like beautiful like splash screens, like just shots of like her hair doing She's cool things. So pretty and. Everyone is just always having fun drawing her. Yeah. yeah. Well, because her hair is bonkers. Yeah. So, and also, like, even when she, like, she's, I don't know, it's that thing where, again, like, the range of expressiveness of a character helps me kind of, like, imprint on them more. And yeah, she I like really, her eye twitchiness. Too. Yeah. She runs, like, the full gamut, and she has, like, a lot of really nice quirks. She's, and, she's like Okuyasu in her expressiveness. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and like her thing where she's like, ever since I was little, whenever I get like tense and angry, my eye twitches. And I'm like, yeah, same. Like yeah. instead of Okuyasu, who just is constantly on the verge of tears, she's constantly on the verge of, of like, like busting rage. a vein. Yeah. yeah. And I'm into it. It's cool. So yeah. Get behind that. So that's Yukako. Yeah. And, and then uh, we get a cute little scene at the end where the boys show up. They're like, are you alive, Koichi? And he's like, yes, I'm alive. And then they're like, whoa. No, thanks to you guys. He's yeah. like, it took you long enough. <laughs> right. And then and they're like, whoa, that girl is crazy and staring at us. Let's get it, get, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I love that everyone keeps describing her as intense. So. She is. She is. Definitely intense. And uh, that's, I don't know, that's the end. Koichi is now a, a good English student. Worth it. I want to see like the the like cutting room floor scenes where Yukako actually was tutoring him. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we well we get that in the movie too. In the live action movie, we do see Yukako's right. like role has changed a little bit, and she's his um, his senpai who is like assigned right. to right. tutor him, which makes sense. Which makes more sense. Uh, but also, yeah, and I love Yukako in the live action movie, and I want Give I, I want part more. two of Give the movie so of I it. can see this arc played out me with that actress too. because I love that actress. Also, imagine how good the effects will be with her hair. I Jesus, know. yeah. God, I was actually thinking the other day again about how good the special effects were in part one. It's nuts. It's yeah. I just it's it's, it's I, just you never expect special effects to be good. Exactly. Yep. That's what it surprised <laughs> me so it's like it's still it's just a constant delight. I'm like, yeah. all right, remember how they pulled that off? Man, I'm so excited for that Blu-ray to come out. Viz, yeah. send us it. Yeah, please. Viz, when will you send us Yeah. <laughs> Stardust Crusaders? Wah. Wah. <laughs>
JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Aura, Aura, Oregon. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJoJo or find us on the web at ExplainJoJo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to iTunes and leave us the kind of review that Yukako would leave for washing pee out of Koichi's pants. <laughs> 